Hey there. On today's episode, we are talking about my five steps for a successful virtual pitch and how to convey the value of your product line to wholesale buyers over an online meeting. We have been practicing virtual pitches in my Retail Ready student group, and I'm excited to share the strategies that are working for my students to land on new shelves, to seal the deal with interested buyers, and to continue to drive their wholesale success. Let's get to it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. All right, my whizzes, are you ready? Okay, so I know you might be wondering how to increase your wholesale accounts and continue to land on new shelves now that buyers aren't saying yes to in-person meetings and sampling. I have heard so, so many of you tell me that it's impossible to grow your, your business in brick and mortar locations right now and that buyers simply aren't bringing in new product. I'm gonna stop right here because this isn't true. I surveyed my Retail Ready students at the beginning of May, asking them what successes they've had since the upheaval we had in our industry in early March. Some of the wins included three Retail Ready students, a snack producer, a granola producer, and a refrigerated dip producer getting onto the shelves of Erwan, a really great chain with seven stores in Southern California. One student a sauce producer in Australia, she joined in early April and reported that she opened five new wholesale stores that same month. I had a student who joined in 2019 who makes taxable laundry products who finally shipped her first POs to Walmart, securing several hundred stores last month. A cookie producer shipped four pallets of product to a new region of Whole Foods. I mean, I could go on, but you get my point. It is happening. I see it happening. I see brands landing in new accounts despite COVID. Brands are opening up new accounts and landing on new shelves if they know how to do it. When you are stuck in this belief that it is impossible to get on retail shelves right now, it means that your actions are going to reflect that. You aren't going to pitch to new buyers. You aren't going to send samples and you aren't going to follow up because you think it's not worth it. You know what happens when you don't do those things? 
you don't land new accounts. It proves that you're right. So don't get stuck in this cycle, okay? So today I'm going to share my five steps to the perfect virtual pitch, and I'm going to outline them here, and then we'll get into details on each one. So step number one, identify your why. So remember why a buyer brings in new product in the first place. Number two is prepare your materials. Number three is set the scene. Number four, you're going to script it out and capture their attention. Number five, you are going to practice and practice and practice. Okay, so number one, identify your why. So if you've heard me talk about pitching to wholesale buyers before, this should sound familiar to you. But if you are new to me or if you're new to the podcast here, Listen up. This is the most common mistake that I see brands make when they pitch to new wholesale wholesale accounts, and it would drive me crazy when I was a grocery buyer. So identify your why. You have probably heard people talk about this in terms of branding and marketing. We've talked about it on the podcast when we talk about branding and marketing, but that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about pitching. When I say identify your why, I mean there has to be a clear, succinct answer as to why the buyer would bring in your product line. Why would they spend time and energy and labor to bring in your product, especially now? There has to be a compelling reason. Now, when I ask new brands this, the most common thing that I hear is, because my product is really delicious, or because my product's the best ever, or because my product is sustainably sourced and gives back to this nonprofit, or supports this really great cause. Here is the deal. If you are all listening, sitting here, thinking that your product is the most delicious, or the that your product is the best ever, or that you are the brand who is actually making positive impact on the environment, this simply can't be true. You can't all have the best product ever. It doesn't work like that. Put aside the thought that buyers will bring in your product because it's delicious, or because you use local ingredients, or because you give back to such and such a cause. When you are convinced that your your product is the best in your category for a reason like that, you don't craft a pitch that's of any interest to a buyer. I'm going to tell you this secret. As a buyer, when I heard food business owners start a pitch by saying, hey, my name is John and I make the most delicious simmer sauces ever, I would roll my eyes and think, yeah, you and everybody else, John. Let's talk about the real reason why buyers bring in new products. Buyers purchase products to enhance sales in a particular category in their store. Their decisions are based off whether or not adding in new product will increase overall sales or margin or some other financial, some other numbers goal here. So remember this, a buyer's performance is measured on their sales results or their financial performance. If your product doesn't increase total sales in your category, it's not worth it for the buyer to spend all that time bringing in your product. It can't just be a one-for-one swap. We talked about this on the podcast last week with WeStock and Cameron's experience selling the number one fastest growing hummus company at the time, a dessert hummus that boasted flavors of like chocolate and vanilla. So why was his pitch so compelling to buyers? Why was he able to get on shelf quickly? Well, 
A chocolate hummus isn't going to take away from a garlic hummus or a red pepper hummus, right? Cameron promised that buyer that his dessert hummus would add sales to that category instead of taking away sales from another hummus brand, you know, and so therefore the buyers were hooked. So in short, if your product doesn't help the buyer meet their goals, it's not worth it for them to take the time to bring in your product line. So that's step number one, articulating why a buyer would bring in your product in the first place and how your brand can help that buyer achieve their goals. I literally have my Retail Ready students bullet point this out. What does your brand bring to the table that helps the buyer gain higher sales and how can you convey this to them? So once you have that dialed in, you are on your way to being ready to communicate with that buyer over that virtual pitch. Again, until you get super clear on this, You're wasting both your own time and the buyer's time. Got it? Okay, so now you are ready for step number two. Prepare your materials. Now, step number one is no different than when you pitch to a buyer face-to-face or on the phone or over a trade show table. And I'm going to argue that step number two is very, very similar as well with one small difference, which I'll highlight momentarily. Okay, so step number two, that idea of preparing your materials before you pitch is key. You need to have a sell sheet, a price list, and a promotional plan that's going to knock the socks off that buyer. Think about it. That buyer hears so, so many pitches every year. Just recently, I was on a webinar with a category manager from Kehi who said that they hear pitches for about 200,000 products each year, and that they bring in fewer than 10% of those pitches, about 19,000 SKUs per year. So if your sell sheet and your price list don't contain all of the information that a buyer needs in order to make a decision on your product line and place a first order, they're going to move on to the next brand. An effective sell sheet has a beautiful product photography, shares your why, and contains all of that crucial information about your product line. The buyer sees it, understands your product, and feels confident that you are going to deliver upon your promises. If they have any hesitation, if, excuse me, if you have any hesitation, either really, if you have any hesitation about the quality of your sell sheet or whether or not it would stand out in a crowd of tens of thousands of brands, it's time to work on that. This is one of my favorite parts of Retail Ready, seeing brands who think that they have a pretty good sell sheet submit it to us for individual review, only to get their personalized feedback you know, back and realize that with a few small tweaks to language, layout, and content, it goes from pretty good to show-stopping. It's so fun to watch. Remember, a buyer needs all of that information from you about your brand, how they can order and receive your product, about how they're going to price the product, your promotional offers, what marketing support you can provide, and on and on and on in that very first interaction, during that virtual pitch. They don't have time to do the back and forth, and frankly, like you don't either. So the more that you're prepared for this initial conversation, this initial pitch, the more that you make it easy for the buyer to say yes, the better chance that you will have of landing on the shelf. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some water and then we're going to move on to step number three. 
If you've been enjoying these episodes, imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls, and I'd love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready enrollment opens again really soon and kicks off with my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. I have that linked here in the show notes, and I can't wait for you to join to learn more about me and how I work with clients, to find out whether Retail Ready is the right fit for you, and to learn my three steps to growing your packaged food biz. Come join me via the link in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Okay, we are back and we just covered step number one and step number two, identifying your why, remembering why that buyer brings in a new product in the first place and preparing your materials, realizing that you have to have a killer sell sheet, a great price list and all of your promo materials dialed in before you present them, especially online, right? When the visual is so important. So now let's turn to step number three, setting the scene. I I get really excited about this aspect of a virtual pitch, that the buyer can come to you and get a sneak peek of the behind the scenes of your operation and what makes you so special. So in this step, I want you to think about setting the scene for the buyer. What do they see when you turn on your video? Are you in the middle of your field of chili peppers? Are you in your commercial kitchen with that smiling team cranking away in the background? Are you in your home office with the kids in the background packing up your product? Are you on the beach harvesting your sustainable seaweed that goes into your snacks? Right, The choice is up to you, but what do you want that buyer to know about you without having to say a word? Don't assume that you've got a pitch from behind your desk, right? So from there, thinking about what are you wearing? Are you standing behind a table? Are your products visible? Are you doing a cooking demo? I know these questions might seem like no-brainers, but I don't want you to miss the opportunity of showing the buyer a side of your business that you otherwise wouldn't be able to if you were having a meeting at their corporate office, right? So in short, what are you proud of about your brand and how are you going to visually Show that to those buyers. This is, again, like I said, this is a part of the virtual pitch that really makes me excited. I'm so curious about you know, what your backgrounds are going to be and what you're going to show off to those buyers. I love this idea. Okay, that was an easy one. So step number four, next up, scripting it and capturing their attention. Once you figure out where and when and how you're going to do your pitch, it's time to script it out. This is not the time to wing it, you guys. I always suggest that my Retail Ready students write out the entire script for the first run, and then you can translate it into your talking points, into your bullet points. You want it to, you want to fine tune this over and over again until you have your pitch down and that you are positive that it's clear, concise, and attention grabbing. I'll tell you this secret. When I do my lives, when I do Facebook lives or Instagram lives, I always bullet point out what I'm going to say, literally on little post-it notes, and I stick them above, like right near my camera on my computer, because otherwise I will go off script and I will not convey all the really important points that I had hoped to. So 
don't feel ashamed about writing it out. It's also important to remember that at the end of the day, buyers hear a lot of pitches. You remember that KE stat, right? 200,000 new products a year. We already talked about crafting your why, and that should absolutely be included in your pitch. But I'd ask you to think about your very first sentence of your pitch and how you're going to get that buyer to sit up a little bit straighter in their chair and turn up the volume on their computer. When you're doing a virtual pitch, you are competing with all of the other distractions that the buyer has. Their email tab open right next to your Zoom window, their Facebook page pinging them in the background, their kids in the other room, their text message notifications going off. You want to make sure that you you start your pitch with a one-liner that tells them, now this is the one to listen to. Let's think about an example of that. Which sounds better? All right, here's number one. Hi, I'm Allie, and I'm the founder of Stamp Snacks, a bite-sized, gluten-free cookie company. We're family-owned, we live in Montana, and we make three different flavors of cookies. All right, or how about this one? Hey there, did you know that gluten-free cookie sales were up 32% last year and 80% of the brands on the market are not made in a certified gluten-free facility? My name is Allie and I'm here to tell you how you can increase sales in your bakery department with Stamp Snacks, my certified gluten-free cookie line. Let me repeat that fact. Gluten-free cookie sales were up 32% last year. Which sounded better to you? Which one made you pay attention? Craft your opening line to ensure that you are setting the right tone from the beginning. I mean, I hope it was clear, but I think that second one is far more captivating, especially, again, to that buyer who really cares about why this gluten-free cookie line is going to increase sales, why they're going to be so successful on shelf, right? I do think I always I always give this disclaimer when I when I cite stats here. I made up this this stat that gluten-free cookie sales were up 32% last year and that 80% of brands on the market are not made in a certified gluten-free facility. Okay? A big disclaimer, do not use those numbers if you are a gluten-free baking company because I literally made them up. Okay, and then finally, we get to step number 5, which is practice practice practice. Again, this is something that goes without saying, but I can't tell you how many pitches that I've sat in on that feel, well, awkward. (laughs) They're really awkward. If you are not accustomed to virtual pitches or showing up on video, you've got to put in the time to get comfortable in front of the camera. I'll tell you guys, (laughs) I look back at the videos that I did starting back in 2014 when I first started my consulting business, and I cringe. I was so awkward. I mean, if we're being honest, I'm still awkward every now and then, but it has gotten much, much better, and that is over six years of showing up on camera. I want you to find a friend or a relative that will meet you online over Zoom or whichever platform you'll be using for your pitches and practice over and over and over again. Practice the tech side of things, logging into Zoom, recording your pitch so you can watch it for feedback and personal critique. Practice the setup, ensuring that your lighting and your sound are great. 
I'll link my favorite camera and mic in the show notes for you guys. I do, I'll tell you, like I do some pretty wacky things to get good videos. I set up my computer on top of cardboard boxes. I often put it on top of my toaster oven. Sometimes I use ladders or I move furniture around in my very small apartment. I get creative and I make sure that I have the scene that I want in my video, and I want to make sure that you guys do that too, okay? So then practice running through your script until you've got it down so smooth and you can say it without sounding like a robot. Make sure you look at the camera, smile, practice until you're feeling great. I know that you can succeed here, and I'm actually really excited about the movement towards virtual pitches. I mean, man, when I was a buyer, I would have never even considered doing a video pitch. And in hindsight, it makes so much sense. A buyer can attend so many more, and you guys as vendors don't have to have the expense of flying to a new region to pitch or taking a full day to drive around, hoping to get in some FaceTime with a buyer. The pitches can be recorded and buyers can go back to them again and again so they don't have to remember the pitch or scramble to take notes. It is, it's time that the grocery industry fast forwards to the 21st century. We have been stuck in the dark ages for a while, so I am thrilled that the virtual pitch is catching on. All right, so from here, let's review those five steps. Number one, identify your why. Remember why a buyer brings in new product and it's always to help them hit their sales or financial goals in your category. Number two, prepare your materials. If you have any hesitation about your sell sheet, your price list, or your promotional materials, it is time to fix that. Get in touch with me and I will help you out. Send me a DM on Instagram, okay? Number three, set the scene. What are you proud of that you want to convey visually over Zoom? I love, I love thinking about this opportunity here. Okay, number four, script it out. Capture their attention with a great intro. Literally write down what you're going to say. And then finally, number five, practice. Make sure you've got really great lighting and really great sound because those are two things that are going to turn off that buyer. I know that you can nail this, and I can't wait to hear how these steps help you craft that perfect virtual pitch. If you are a Retail Ready student, I have a challenge for you. Come back to our private student group and upload your pitch video. I want to see it. I want to cheer you on, and I want to give you direct feedback on how you can make it even better. So Retail Ready students, tag me and my team inside our student group when you post it, and we will get right on that. I can't wait to see them. Okay, my whizzes, there we have it. Now go out, get working on your virtual pitches and start landing on those wholesale shelves. Now is the time. The virtual pitch is not going away anytime soon. So you wanna jump on this. Good luck and let me know how it's going for you by joining in on the conversation in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. You can find that linked in today's show notes and I will see you over there. Have a great week and stay busy. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going.